Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. We are continuing our studies in St. Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, his second letter and chapter 2. And if you want an action-packed chapter of biblical prophecy, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 is it. It really merits a lot of attention. What's going on in chapter 2? St. Paul writes, Now concerning the coming, that is the second coming, of our Lord Jesus Christ and our assembling to meet him, that's the resurrection of the dead, we beg you, brethren, not to be quickly shaken in mind or excited by basically a false report that the second coming had already occurred. What St. Paul is going to do for the rest of the chapter is show the Thessalonians that certain key events need to transpire before the second coming. And as a result, his correction to this agitation, this excitement, this shaking of mind that was going on in this early church, we have a real good explanation of some key prophetic events. And right up front, St. Paul says, before Jesus Christ returns, there has to be a massive falling away or a great rebellion The rebellion is something that happens worldwide, and it's a massive falling away from the faith that will either precede or coincide with the rise of the Antichrist. Now, what makes this difficult to analyze is what St. Paul says in verse 7 of 2 Thessalonians 2. He says, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. In other words, this whole mystery of lawlessness, this satanic attempt of leading the world into a great rebellion, is like an underground movement that has been festering for over 20 centuries. So there are always going to be, at different points in human history, surfaces, kind of like a submarine popping up for a time and showing evidence of a great rebellion, and then it kind of goes down, it disappears. Uh, And a prime example of this would be the French Revolution, a popping up of that mystery of lawlessness, and then it seems to perhaps go underground again. And then it will pop up later in history, the worldwide spread of communism in the 20th century would have been evidence of this. And now many people are scratching their heads. What is going wrong with American culture? We don't even know what a bathroom is for anymore. Well, that's cultural Marxism that has appeared on our scene. And this would be another evidence of the mystery of lawlessness popping up in society. But what 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 is talking about is not these underground Uh, movements of rebellion that pop up on occasion in human history. He's talking about the grand arrival, the great apostasy, the final falling away from the faith that precedes the second coming of Christ. 
Now, last week, I shared with you my opinion, which is fallible, okay? But my opinion is this, that we are either in A, the time of the great apostasy, or B, in the time preceding the great apostasy. In other words, we're leading up to it. Or C, a time accurately portraying what that time will be like. In other words, our days are a grand preview of this. And I cited last time three papal encyclicals from Pope Leo XIII, Pope St. Pius X, and Pope Pius XI, all warning about the events in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and referencing 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. <laughs> this is pretty unprecedented stuff. And they're seeing what's developing in the modern world, signs of what St. Paul is warning about in this chapter. Now, I know how many, both, I'm not talking about like atheists and and agnostics and such. I'm talking about, I know how people in the church who want to downplay these papal statements, wants to even downplay or ignore Second Thessalonians chapter 2, they poo-poo these uh, papal testimonies by pulling out from some period of uh, ancient history a dark report about what was going on in the culture at that time. And people thinking, wow, this is really bad. These are horrible times. These are dark times. And saying, well, yeah, people have thought this way uh, forever. And so really that that uh, these popes would think that our days or the days of the 20th century, the 21st century have anything to do with this. It's just all been here before. Now, to overcome this objection, I'd like to bring to the fore the testimony of Cardinal John Henry Newman. Cardinal Newman is so good in that he was so skilled in the history of the church. In fact, Cardinal Newman converted to the Catholic faith from Protestantism as a result of his groundbreaking work, a book entitled The Development of Doctrine, and he saw basically what was going on in a good sense, in the Catholic Church and converted to it. So this is somebody who has read the testimonies of bad things happening in ancient times. And yet, here's what he said in a sermon at a Catholic seminary in October of 1873 in a sermon entitled, The Infidelity of the Future. He said, I know that all times are perilous, and that in every time, serious and anxious minds, alive to the honor of God, are apt to consider no time so perilous as their own. At all times, the enemy of souls assaults with fury the church. This is exactly what I was talking about, this underground movement that's ongoing that St. Paul talks about in verse 7 of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. But he goes on, still, I think the trials which lie before us are such as would appall and make dizzy even such courageous hearts as St. Athanasius or St. Gregory I or St. Gregory VII, and they would confess that dark as the prospect of their own day was, 
ours has a darkness different in kind from any that has been before it. Let me say that again. Cardinal John Henry Newman, ours, the modern era, has a darkness different in kind from any that has been before it. And if somebody wants to poo-poo this, make sure they know as much church history as Cardinal Newman did. He goes on, and he's talking to young seminarians who are going to become priests in this modern world. He goes on, the special peril of the time before us is the spread of that plague of infidelity that the apostles and our Lord himself have predicted as the worst calamity of the last times of the church. At least a shadow, a typical image of the last times, is coming over the world. That's what I said is one or two of my projections. We are either in the great apostasy, in times leading up to the great apostasy, or times previewing the great apostasy. If you want to know where I got that, it's what I'm quoting to you right now. Our times are at least a shadow, a typical image of the last times that is coming over the world. I do not mean to presume to say that this is the last time, but it has had the evil prerogative of being like that more terrible season when it is said that the elect themselves will be in danger of falling away. And now he addresses the young seminarians to become priests. My brethren, you are coming into a world, if present appearances do not deceive, such as priests never came into before. Your flocks may be in great danger as under the influence of the prevailing epidemic. Okay? This is Cardinal Newman, The Infidelity of the Future. My second testimony, which is actually my fifth, I gave you three papal (laughs) references last time, popes referencing 2 Thessalonians 2, warning of the modern era. Here's Cardinal Newman saying, yes, other times were bad. Other times and places, godly minds thought their times were perilous, but there's something unique about what's going on in the modern world. Now, I'd like to quote a man who is not a Catholic, but a man, in my estimation at least, really understood the plague of the 20th century, and I'm referring to the author C.S. Lewis. He wrote a book, or there's a book uh, entitled The Latin Letters of C.S. Lewis. You may not know, he, he did a lot of correspondence, and some of his correspondence he did in Latin, and... Obviously, for a long time, these weren't published, and now they're published into a book called The Latin Letters of C.S. Lewis, and in that book is a very, very stern warning from C.S. Lewis. He says, I feel that very grave dangers hang over us. The results from the apostasy of the great part of Europe from the Christian faith, hence a worse state than the one we were in before we received the faith. Now listen carefully to this, because this is an analysis of what happens in an apostasy. For no one returns from Christianity to the same state he was in before Christianity, but into a worse state. The difference between a pagan and an apostate is the difference between an unmarried woman and an adulteress. For faith perfects nature, but faith lost 
corrupts nature. Therefore, many men in our time have lost not only the supernatural light, but also the natural light which pagans possessed. He goes on to say, the pagan before Christ had a virtue with the apostate from Christ can never have. Many apostates have fallen away, not only from the law of Christ, but from the law of nature too. Whereas faith gained perfects nature, faith lost corrupts it. That's from the Latin letters of C.S. Lewis. And just in case you're not convinced that A, B, or C of my alternatives for either being in the great apostasy, preceding it, or in a time that might resemble it, let's bring the future Pope St. Paul II in a visit to the United States. We are now standing in the face of the greatest historical confrontation humanity has gone through. I do not think that wide circles of the American society or wide circles of the Christian community realize this fully. We are now facing the final confrontation between the church and the anti-church. We must be prepared to undergo great trials in the not-too-distant future. You're listening to episode 21, excuse me, you're listening to episode 28 of Luke 21 Radio. I'm your host, Steve Wood. Study 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and join us for the next broadcast. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.